High Fivers, I'm Stephanie, Ambassador of Fun, and welcome to High Five to That, a podcast all about celebrating fun stories, adventures, or just anything that says, uh, has you saying high five to that, and today we have Adolfo. Hey, how's it going? All right, so let's start off with your story. All right, my story is about, uh, it comes from IFL Science, and they had just said that a star or star or a sun was kind of like it was in an orbit of a black hole and got shot out since it was moving so fast and the mass you know kind of like was trying to spin around it kind of went so fast that it spun back out of the black like the the orbit of the black hole and then shot across the universe huh which is pretty crazy. So it uh, it did that. It was a high. They call it a high velocity star. Stars mm-hmm. are so fast that they can exceed their birth cluster. So that's pretty crazy. So it was going pretty fast. Um, it was able to leave the galaxy PG one six ten plus zero six two. So which is wow. It was. It's pretty crazy that something. You know, it's, it's all centripetal force, so, but they said it was, uh, had the masses between 100 to uh, 100,000 times our our sun, which is, that's a pretty, like, <laughs> big, like, spread of, of numbers that it could lie in between, so, but yeah, no, it, it was trying, it was almost getting sucked into a black hole and then just got shot out and uh, shot across the universe. Can you imagine? A star? No, well, it's, I understand like a shooting star, but those are mostly they're 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 comets and asteroids. This is like a sun getting shot across the wow, the universe crazy. or the galaxy. Well, you know, the sun is actually a pretty small star in comparison to other stars. I know this because I saw a TED Talk video <laughs> about how small we are, and it's. Actually, it was only like a four-minute video, but it was just saying that in general, our sun is, even though it seems very large to us, it's pretty small. Oh yeah. In the grand scheme of things. Scheme of things. Yeah, but what you're saying made me think of that song where it's like the Beatles song, like "Across the Universe" or whatever. I don't know how to sing that I song. I do not know that song. What? It's a a time na 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 na. Oh, yeah, na, okay. na, na, I get it now. Name that tune. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I, I do remember saying, like, we should do that once on here. Because a lot of times I forget the words of a song. I just know kind of how it goes. And yes, then so it's very like, much your, your thing. So I'll be like, hey, what's the name of the song? It goes like this. And a lot of times nobody knows what I'm talking about. But to me, it sounds just like it. I'm like, yes, this is it. <laughs> This is exactly right. Um, but then, you know, most people don't. But I will say this. One time I heard a really cool song by Shina Ringo, who's a Japanese. Well, she still sings, but she was really big back in the day uh, for her pop music and for uh, pronouncing the R in Japanese pop music. Um, and so I was at Mitsua and uh, I heard her song and it was beautiful and I asked the people 
in that store and like who what is like what is this I need to know and so they showed me the CD like cover and this was a long time ago where there is no Google I mean nobody has I didn't even have a cell phone back then that's how long ago it was wow. like I didn't have a cell phone I mean but then again no one really did and if you did it only made a phone call like there was no texting capabilities on this phone and it's probably a flip phone maybe but anyway so I couldn't take a picture of this thing and I just had to memorize it and I don't read Japanese um I could kind of write my name but that's about as far as I guess my Japanese go and I could do the symbol for fire because that was really easy uh <laughs> anyways but so then I went to a Japanese bookstore that had CDs and all of that and uh, much later. And I was like, I am looking for a CD. And I don't know why. Well, the person who originally showed me the CD didn't tell me the name. They were very busy. They just showed me the cover and then went on working. So I could not read it. And oh. so <laughs> and I had to leave too. So when I went to the books, a Japanese bookstore, and I went and they had, like I said, CDs. And I said, I'm looking for a cover. And it looks like this. And they have a song on that track that has the violin playing. And it's beautiful. And I don't know what they're saying. And I don't know who this lady's name is. And so I was like, I know this is an impossible task. But if you could find something like this, that'd be great. So then I went to go have some ramen. Oh, they had some really good ramen back then. They have since... That ramen house is gone, and now they have an udon house, which is good. I like udon. It's good. But the ramen, they have a new ramen house, but it's not the same as the first one, which I really, really, really loved. But anyway, so then I came back, and it was really cool because when I went into the store, because I wanted to go look at some magazines because I was really big into the Japanese fashion of kids of my age. So on a side tangent, <laughs> I used to dress like Japanese high school kids. And so their, their fashion is very different than, you know, America. So that was it. I, I mean, I'm glad I did that thing. But um, a lot of people uh, thought that was unusual. But I just, anyways, back to the CDs. I, I liked my style. <laughs> so anyways, back to the CDs. So they went there to look at some magazines to get some more fashion hints. And then um, the, the people came up to me and they're like, we found the CD. And I'm like, holy Whoa. cow. You found the CD and they pulled out. They're like, is this it? And I'm like, there's so many CDs. There's so many artists and they found it. They, no way. I don't know how they found it and I still have it. And it's one of my favorites. Um, it has so many good songs on there. Uh, but yeah, it has a picture of her in a crowd and she um, she's taking pictures. Um, but anyways, that's my Shina Ringa Sorry, Shina Ringo story. Oh, nice. On a nice. complete side tangent. Uh, but you have another story. Sorry. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. So I just found this, and this is on uh, NBC Chicago News. Okay. And they say, do not be alarmed if you find a raven delivering a piece of paper to your doorstep. What? Like a yeah. real one? Like a real raven. Oh, wait. Sorry, side note. Remember we were listening to that story about the guy who thought all birds were machines? Yes. So is this a real bird or is this a machine? This is a real bird. These are actual ravens 
are inviting Chicagoans to see the author, George R.R. R. Martin, mm-hmm. uh, at a oh. signing. Isn't that crazy? That is really cool. I, to me, like, I've heard, like, like, how do they train birds to, you know, to go to specific locations. But yeah. this isn't, you, you have to feed the bird first, take the bird to the location, feed them there, treat them good, and then let them go. And then they go back to the other location, and then they kind of go back and forth. Yeah. That's how I think it happens, or how I've heard it. But I, how are they going to get these ravens to deliver at these random houses? You can't be like, all right, go to 54 Washington whatever street on this. I don't know how that works, but I will say that ravens and crows are very intelligent. Oh, they are very intelligent. So I'm not surprised if <laughs> if they figure it out. You know, like if they just show up at someone's house... They have a very complex language. I remember reading a study done on, I can't remember if it was ravens or crows, but they're related, so they're both... Birds. E- no, I was going to say, well, yeah, they are birds. But I was going to say they're both equally intelligent. Um, but, and I remember reading this study, and I'm like, how do they have the money to do this study? <laughs> Why did they have the money to do this study? But I'm still glad they did it, because it was fascinating. It was just talking about facial recognition and they can recognize a person's face and tell other crows. Like they had one person that would wear a mask in case you all aren't familiar with. This I've heard study. this story before. Yeah. But in case for everybody else who hasn't heard it, um, a per- one person would wear a mask, walk across campus, harassing the birds. The other person would walk by and uh, I don't know if they either did nothing or were kind to them. I can't remember which one, but they were they needed a control, right? Yeah. So a, a, a neutral person. Um, the crows told their babies and so on to avoid that guy with, I mean, the guy was wearing a mask, but uh, So it could avoid, be anyone after that. Yeah, it's like avoid this particular looking human. And uh, yeah, they were not, they would... They would tell others when he was walking around. They would definitely tell everybody, hey, this guy's here. You know, they, they, them and parrots, I mean, they, I don't know if I even said that right. Parrots are also very intelligent. I know the ones in Ocean Beach, someone was telling me, an expert in parrots was telling me, I think they were a part of the society that um, takes care of them because I know there were, there was a lot that were getting injured in the OB area a while back ago. And uh, they were just saying they have names. They have each bird has a name and all the birds know the names of all their family birds. So they all call out to them specifically, which I thought was really cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, I've, I've, you know, have you ever heard that? I guess there's some, I guess richer people or people with a more affluence that they are training pigeons to race. What? Yeah. And I, these pigeons go for big money. And so, you know, they'll train a pigeon. They'll try to find one that's fast, okay. and then they train over a specific distance. And it could be, it could be a, like a long way from like LA to San Diego or something. And they will have the race, let the birds off, uh, and let them go. And like let's say LA, and then the first one, they bet to see which one's going to be the first one to San Diego. And that's what they do. And I, I've heard of people going to Craigslist like, I lost my pigeon. Let me know 
if you've seen it, it looks like this. And some guy actually was like, oh, yeah, it's at my house. It's just sitting here. So the guy come, like came and he was like, oh, yeah, that is my pigeon. Sweet. And he gave him money because I guess these things go for big money. So, I don't know how I feel about racing pigeons. I don't think I like that. not hurt. I don't know. That's kind of weird to me. Um, <laughs> but talking about people finding birds, um, I thought it's really cool. Like uh, there's, is it an app or is it just a website? I know they do have an app, but I don't know if it's solely an app, the next door. So if you all have that, it's really cool. It's just a place where local people in your neighborhood can post things like oh i lost my dog this and and post a picture and people oh, respond yeah. so quickly it's very nice and it's not like anybody can just join in on the community group um it's you have to be living in that area to be in that community group um and then yeah anytime there's like missing pet or anything like that or even a wallet or what have you like people post it and it's really cool because um, yeah, it, be, it builds a community. Yeah, a lot of people find their missing pets through there. Uh, and birds, too, because that's, for all of you out there, one of my cousins lost her bird, and they were able to find the bird, and that was really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Okay, everyone, so this is what happened. Also, happy Friday the 13th. Yes. Okay, so we recorded everything yesterday. We always do it the day before so that it's ready for Friday. And I saved this podcast and I don't know what happened, but this morning all it said was that there was 13 minutes and that was it. <laughs> we lost, what is it, 17 minutes? 17 minutes just disappeared. And I called Apple Support for help on GarageBand, what do I need to do? Please remotely look at this thing. Where did it go? And it's funny because when I would open it up, it said that 30 minutes was there, but there was only 13 minutes of recorded content. Oh, um, you gotta so, love technology. Technology is amazing. So we don't know where it went. It went somewhere. To it's gone. To the, uh, I guess, the technology. It's where the missing socks the are. Where the missing socks are, that's where the rest of this content is. <laughs> so we are not recording at the library where it's nice and quiet. So if you hear some airplanes go over past, it's because we're in the pathway of an airport. So anyway, so he was super great. And um, like I said, unfortunately, he wasn't able to figure out what happened. It's just a mystery. But what was cool was he was telling me about because he was saying like, well, what was on that missing content? Because he was just curious. And I said, oh, well, we talked about this cosplay convention that's coming up on the East Coast in the year 2020. And uh, and I was telling him how originally originally I was looking for cost. I, I saw an article about cosplay in a beauty pageant or something like that. And. I clicked on it and it turned out it was not anything to do with cosplay at all. It's just it had to do with the costumes that are traditional to different parts of the world. And I was like, this is not the cosplay I was looking for. <laughs> like, these are not the droids you're looking for. But um, so he was telling me about a convention that he is going to tomorrow because he lives in Austin, Texas. And 
he was saying it's called MondoCon. And Mondo started out very small. Um, it takes a long time to screen print posters. And so it started off very small, like somebody screen printed 20, sorry, 200 pieces of art, uh, these posters, and then would sell them. And then it just grew into a convention that we have oh, today. Oh, that's really cool. Yes. And it just has such a strong following. And I was looking at some of the artwork, um, and it it's fun. It takes different movie posters and reimagines them. Um, they have pins. They have all kinds of cool content on their just their website alone. And I was telling him about Comic-Con. I was like, yeah, maybe there's no, you know, comic, sorry, um, cosplay convention on the West Coast because maybe they just lump it in with the San Diego Comic-Con. He said he has never been, but he was very interested. And I said... And also to all of you, if you don't have a ticket to go, it's totally cool because there's so much cool stuff you can do outside the convention center. And it just takes over downtown and it's all free. Um, and one example I gave him was, um, this is when The Purge was coming out. I don't really care for that series, but they'll take a empty storefront and then make it into you know, a promotion of whatever movie, comic, whatever it is. And um, for, for the Purge, it was called Purge R Us, kind of like Toys R Us. Rest in peace, Toys R Us. Um, and there's merchandise you can buy. And then also it kind of looks like, oh, as if you were in this scene. And so that's free as well. Oh, I mean, unless you buy something. But um, there's so many free fun things to do outside of the Comic-Con. So he was like, yeah, you know, because, I mean, Austin, Texas isn't that far. I mean, really. No, it's not. Yeah. Well, yeah, but no. Um, one thing I wanted to mention that was on the original content, it was just a short thing. Uh, there was dragonflies. There was a mass... Uh, what is it called? Migration of dragonflies. Yeah. And that was really cool because it appeared on a radar. Which is incredible. That means that there had to be a lot of them in order for them to be picked up on a radar. Yeah, and they're not causing any harm. They're just moving. Migrating, yeah. And it looked really cool. And I had mentioned, not that you all heard it because it's gone now, but um, when I lived in Chicago, if you look up during a certain time of the year, you will just see a city of dragonflies having a good time up there. It's almost like a highway and nobody, nobody sees it. It's just there. But anyways, Adolfo, you have a new I, story. Yeah, so actually speaking of bugs, okay. um, in, there's a town in Sweden that is taking their road signs, mm -hmm. drilling holes into them and turning them into bee hotels. Oh, that's so wonderful. That's like the... The book that I got for my birthday. Yes. It was, um, what was it? Carpenter bees. I forgot which type of bee, but it's a bee that can be solitary and sometimes they need a resting space. And then this book, you can make it into a hotel for them. But um, that's really cool that they're doing that. Yeah. The so the example they were showing was they had this McDonald's sign. And on the front side, it just looked like a McDonald's sign that was kind of like, well, just not not like a McDonald's sign, but, you know, yeah. like a like a wooden McDonald's sign. But on the back side, it had holes in it and everything. And what they do is they put glass in front of it and then glass behind it, but give it some room so the bees can move and still yeah. be safe. Will it get hot if it's glass like no, that? No, I think they have some of them like that. I've seen them at, like, the Chicago Botanical Gardens where they had one of those. That's really cool. 
one thing I want to mention is, okay, so I was at Target and I overheard a bunch of kids talking about this special Coca-Cola. What? Yes. And I was listening in because I want, I was very curious. I'm like, what are they talking about? This special Coca-Cola. And they're like, I heard the kids say, yeah, it's for stranger things. This is how Coca-Cola tasted in 1985. Oh, so it was like, what is it? Real New Coke. Coke. New Coke. Oh, New God, Coke. gross. So I was like, wait a minute, what? And so I turned around because they were standing right, they were right by me. And I just was like, excuse me, did you just say 1985 <laughs> Coca-Cola? And they were like, yeah. And uh, they're like, t- they were so excited to tell me about it, all about it. I'm like, where can I, f- where did you get that? Wh- where in Target? I need that thing. And wow. they're like, oh, we went right here. At, uh, it's it's uh, like when you check out, it's there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to so grab this thing and drink this new Coca-Cola. And they're like, yeah. And so I left and to on a mission, man. I was on a mission. I went to the front. And I couldn't find it anywhere. And so luckily there was a Coca-Cola vendor there and she was stocking up on some things. So luckily she showed me where it was, but there was only one left. No way. Because it's so popular. And you know what else? I saw a kid as I was waiting in line for checkout. I saw a kid um, because it was the self-checkout. So at each kiosk they have a little fridge of coca-cola he was looking through all of them and i know he was looking for this kid was it must be big with the kids or something yeah he was looking for it and he didn't see any and then he walked away because he had a dollar in his hand do you want to know that the conspiracy theory i heard about new coke Hmm. so the conspiracy theory between what the old formula is and then the new coke and then way coke is now is i guess originally cane sugar there was in the original coca-cola was cane sugar that was what was the sweetener yeah. Well, they wanted to move to corn syrup. So they came up with new Coke and they kind of made it where it was kind of when they had, I think they had it for two years. So people forgot about what the original Coke tasted like. So this yeah. was like a decoy Coke Okay. in order to switch over the formula to corn syrup. Okay. That's what I heard what it is. Like that's well, the reason it... well, uh, where I, why new Coke was out there. It hit the sh- uh, uh, shelves. And then it was taken off the shelves. Well, it does have high fructose corn syrup in it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. No, I know. In new Coke. No, I get that. Yeah. But what they did was change it. Like they changed the formula so it tasted. Oh, well. That's a conspiracy theory. And they thought, well, if we use Bill Cosby, then we can get away with it. Bill, wait, what? Bill Cosby was the... Pudding guy. The pudding, well, yeah, other stuff. (laughs) And he was actually the, the, I guess, the face of New Coke. Really? Oh, yeah. You don't remember the commercial? I was only like, what? How old was I in 1985? Two? I was only two. But I was three. Okay, so then you remember. (laughs) Yeah, just the one extra year. You remember. See, I don't know none of this. I remember Back to the Future. I mean, I can remember movies as a little kid. I had a good memory as far as that, but I don't remember. Oh, actually, okay, when I was a kid, <laughs> I they told me about this. I used to reenact commercials. Not New Coke, though, but um, there was one for indigestion. 
and it made the person look squiggly. So I used to tell, ask people, do you have indigestion? And I would do squiggle <laughs> like this. I've had people tell me that I would come up to them and ask them that. That's funny. <laughs> um, but anyways, I tried it. I tried new Coke. Really? Yeah, I did. You, And I, I recorded my reaction. So I'm going to have my initial reaction as it happened on Instagram. Um, I'll probably have it at... I should put it on the High Five Tribe, right? Yeah, I believe yeah, it. Yeah, okay. So it's on high, at High Five Tribe, and that's H-I-G-H, the number five, and then T-R-I-B-E. That's um, where, you know, the podcast stuff is and all of that. But anyways, um, yeah, it. I don't, I'm almost like, are they tricking us? Are they trying to like make money by saying, hey, this is Coca-Cola from 1985 and uh, just, have it be regular Coke. Have it be regular Coke. Or the I, current flavor of Coke. I, I wouldn't really doubt it. I don't really taste much a difference. I don't see what the hype was. I don't see what the problem was. I don't know why people, they made it almost sound like people were throwing their chairs out the windows. It was so horrible. And I'm like, what? it tastes like Coca-Cola. I mean, I, I, I feel like there was a slight extra something but I don't know if that's just in my head. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if I'm sure. just trying to look for something. Oh, of course. Um, Do you remember Coke 2? No, I don't remember that. I remember Coke 2. There's Clear Coke. I remember that. I do. Okay. And Clear Pepsi as well. Yeah, I do remember Clear Pepsi. Which uh, I didn't really like that much. Yeah, I don't think anybody did. That's why they don't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um. All right. So let's get to the shout outs. And like I said, I shout out the Mac team. The Mac technical support team for being really awesome and helping me out and even though it, you know it is what it is they were very pleasant so I really appreciate them um and I feel like there was one more I'm trying to remember who did I shout out yesterday oh yes now I remember okay so I went to Barnes and Noble and they had a sign there saying that and I'll post that on Instagram as well during this time of the year is when it gets very dry and it becomes fire season for California. And it could be very dangerous to not just the people who live by the, you know, wherever the fire occurs, but also very much so for the firefighters. So they're raising money for uh, them and also supplying them with water yeah. to keep them hydrated as they do their job. So I thought that was really cool of Barnes and Noble and, uh, so I bought a water bottle and uh, to to donate. And yeah, so thank you, Barnes & Noble thank in you. Miramar. Um, but I'm sure they have it. I haven't been to another Barnes & Noble, but I'm sure it, it must be statewide because it, it mentioned sure. that. So yay, Barnes & Noble. So, well, my shout out, and I'm going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to change it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to change it because it's a great one is going to you, Stephanie, <laughs> for teaching and volunteering her time to teach yoga at the at the library for free to, for parents and children. I thought it was a great thing that you did, and Thank I you. know the library appreciated it very much. They're so awesome there. Yeah, it's like, it's a little bit of yoga, it's a little bit of story time, it's a little bit of, you know, games and dancing and activities and art. It's a lot of fun, like, yesterday we had a book 
um, inspired by Dr. Seuss and it was about horses and art and how different artists view horses differently. And so at the end of the class, the students made their own art pieces of what a horse looks like to them, how they feel a horse should be expressed in art. And that was really cool. Oh, that is cool. So, well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. So I hope you have a happy and safe Friday the 13th. And we'll yes. catch you all next week. See ya. All right, bye.